Good evening, everyone. We're all so very tired. It's true. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing, Bob? Uh, I'm very, very, very tired, but I'm good. But you're boosted now, and so you're I'm, you're I'm, feeling them. You're feeling them juices flow through you. Yes, I feel like I've been hit with a baseball on my side, and yep. I am very tired. But in general, I feel fine. A baseball full of five G. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Microbots. <laughs> baseball full of nanobots. I'm I'm chock full of micro machines, which is what they put into the into the syringe. Yes. I my favorite thing was the first time I got the vaccine and I looked at the syringe and because I was remembering all the like people talking about nanobots and I'm like how would you get them in that little <laughs> fucking needle you they're so nano they're, so, they're nano. so nano I yeah no. that's so raven that's so let's cop comics let's not let's, 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 let's talk, not let's talk about them let's, comics let's not have anyone hear us talk about fucking vaccines. hell yeah escape um, from the world but speaking of uh, of things that are slightly not an escape from the world oh. Yet again, I've had, I've been kicked when I was down by the penguin, by the fucking penguin monster. So there is a box full of things with really important stuff. I got, you know, the tiny number of variants for Wolverine, but not the main cover. (laughs) Then I didn't get Spider-Man again. I don't know why they keep shorting me Spider-Man. I mean, I just, I am so glad to be over this, even though now I'm doing my orders through Diamond and it's like... Are you getting your orders from the Riddler now? Because they'll be all messed up. I mean, that's that's fair. That would be that would be much worse. I have to solve little puzzles. Uh, it's very sad. You got um, it. What's this? Is there a, is there a bookmaster? <laughs> get, I mean, get them from that guy. Isn't there? I don't know. <laughs> I assume the There's bookworm a, from the oh, from the original yes. series. From also, the isn't there a bookman from the Electric Company? Uh, <laughs> easy reader. Easy reader, yeah. But there's a villain, I think, called the Bookworm. God damn it, those bastards. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we're so missing a shorted. bunch of stuff this week. So sorry about that, but it's all coming in next week. At least, unlike this last time, when I was like, so where's the box? And they were like, duh. <laughs> there's no box. We'll put, a, we'll put a search on it after three hours on the phone. Instead, this time, I was just like, keep your box. Refund me for it. And I'll order it through Diamond, and Diamond literally had all the books available, so I just ordered all of them, and I was like, there you go. Nice. So, fingers crossed, those will all just come in with my regular order next week, and there will be no issue. So You've solved the Riddler's puzzle. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. Sorry, y'all. But it'll give you something fun after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's start off here. We got Avengers, and they're teching on. (laughs) I actually tried to read this this week. Yeah. I got about a page into it. Whoa, that's a that's <laughs> very colorful. Good job. <laughs> you you <laughs> teched on like, further. I was than like, most. nope, I, I need to allocate more time for other comic books. For Barbarella number six, probably. I skipped that one. What? You fool. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sure it was awesome. What about Batman and Catwoman number nine? Skipped it. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> sorry. What did you read this week? Did uh, you read Batman One Dark Knight number one? I did. Oh. It was good cool i liked it it was cool it's like that uh you know what it reminds me of is have you ever seen the comic book that's called destroy that's by scott mcleod yes where it's like one superhero battle that's yeah. like takes place in in new york and there's like a map and you can kind of follow the yeah, battle yeah. and all that it's yeah. like kind of like that really <laughs> yeah except for with batman holy shit okay maybe i need to check this out i thought it was really fun and cool i liked it and huh. also the coloring was great like one of the things i don't love about jock in general is like I, I like his style but it like it tends to be like kind of uh, I don't know if it's flat is the right word or whatever no, but like I've been kind of like there's been stuff that yeah. he has done that I I mean there's also been stuff that he's done that I loved he had that great detective comics run with Scott Snyder actually um, well yeah like those those guys who are like who have that kind of like hard style that's like scritchy and yeah. weird they're hard to color like yeah. and so people well, tend to do a a very limited color palette on them. Well, this one is uh, actually he did the coloring, Jock. And it also, just says story, story and art. Yeah, when you color yourself. Yeah, but I, th- I have actually thought the coloring was was really great. The storytelling was very cool and clear, and it was just a f- just a great, fun Batman. Story. Nice. I liked it a lot. I like things that are great and fun. Yes. You know what else is great and fun? What's that? Batman versus Bigby. A Wolf in Gotham, number four. I did not read that one. 
I haven't been reading it, but I liked the first one, and I, I really enjoy the artwork, and I love the concept. I probably will actually check this out later yeah. on, because I am a huge Fables fan, yeah. and, you know, it's it's a fun concept. Yeah. So I didn't read Fables, so it, was, it wasn't a draw for me, but um, it, looks, it certainly looks well put together. And who's the guy? It's Willingham. That guy's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm looking at something here, and I'm seeing... A book that we did not get in uh, that is on the list so it was on my invoice and they shorted me this too so that's fun What's that? Uh, that would be Beta Ray Bill Argent Star Trade Paperback Son Barf. of a bitch that's crappy. I was really excited about this one it's a great series it's one it of the best it is a great series this uh, is the Warren Johnson one yep. or yeah tis, tis but that's not here for some reason so I will have to figure out what's going on with that Neato. the penguin foiled again Jesus um Black Hammer Reborn, number seven. Ah, the art in this is really cool, and I am just still super into the like the fact that there's a sh- short uh, Rich Tommaso backup in the yeah. back. Um, but the story is weird, and I actually need... I was reading this, and I was like, I need to go back and read a few previous issues, because I think I did a little bit too much skimming. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you it's know, not it's a series cool. for skimming, definitely. But the new artist is really, really good. Uh, I don't know if this is like a regular thing going forward or what, but um, who was the artist here? Super good. Um, have Some it. guy. Malachi Ward. Ooh, an Amish artist. Uh, artist, Ma- sorry, Malachi Ward and Matthew Sheehan. Nice. Colorist uh, Malachi Ward. Not to be confused with Billy Sheehan, expert bassist. Oh, he is. Yeah, what was he in? Blues Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, the worst band he was in was Mr. Big. Oh, uh, he yeah. was also in. I think he was in uh, Racer X, maybe. Oh. Like going back that far, but he was also in. Uh, he was like one of those big heavy hitters that would be dragged in for every every band. He played with Steve Vai a lot. He played in the. The band that backed up David Lee Roth that was like all those like, oh. insane musicians that he pulled together nice. just to make Van Halen, Van Halen feel bad. <laughs> um, that was such a good record. It really was. God damn it. That first David Lee Roth record. <laughs> so good. The guitar parts on that are so fucking wonderful. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, you know what else I love? What's that? I love Black Panther number two. It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, again, this is this is what I want from a Black Panther book. I mean, yep. maybe it's just in such stark relief to the fact that I did not like the space story and I just don't like space stories in general, but it seems like Black Panther of all characters, I understand the idea that like, wow, because he's been a jungle character. He's been this like rooted on earth, but it's like, it was already a stark contrast to that because he was, he was playing against the type that was a, an existing comic trope of jungle characters where he was like the phantom but he lived in a crazy technologically advanced city which was cool yeah and so it didn't feel like they were like it felt like they were saying that they had something cool and it was a different take and it's like no that's the original take it's just in a different location then you've taken away wakanda which is part of what's so cool about it yeah totally and you know whatever but this is good. It's like a spy kind of thing, but he's also yeah. being like a really smart, cool, uh, action-oriented yes. uh, badass, which is which is what he needs to be. Mm. I liked it. I am super down with this. A fan. And uh, you know what else we have? What's that? Uh, we have a book called Cats, Perfect <laughs> Strangers. Uh, and it's so fucking adorable it will make you barf. Um it's, <laughs> well, I'm it's glad I didn't see it then. Yeah, you would have you would have barfed with adorability. It's pretty wonderful. <laughs> barf it's, rainbows. It's it's pretty goddamn cute. Uh okay. Catwoman number thirty eight. Uh last Rom V issue wraps up the whole storyline that's been going on and actually was a really cool with like a kind of a cheesy like Deus Machina <laughs> ending, but you know, whatever. You had to wrap up the run. It was cool. And then that leads us to what, again, I... Honestly, this is a book that I am... It makes me angry that I'm not hearing people talk about it all the time. Oh. I love this book so much. And it's like this... It feels like the kind of book... Like, this reminds me of, like, when I found Dan Slott's She-Hulk. And I was like, fuck! This is such a... Like, I love this character. The character work on this person is in such a way 
that I like them in a way that I've never liked the character before. Like, I like Catwoman in this comic, and I've never liked Catwoman as a character. She's never been something that I've been like, oh, you you steal shit. Neat. You're obsessed with money. Neat. (laughs) That I relate to that so much. (laughs) I mean, that's why I like the Darwin Cook, uh, Ed Brubaker version. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Because it wasn't just about that. But I I I would say uh, also my enthusiasm for this book is very high. Yeah, it's it is honest to God, one of the one of the best Gotham based books or I'm trying not to say best anymore. One of my favorite Gotham based books that I have ever read. Yeah. Period. Yeah. The take on, I mean, the, obviously the artwork is, you know, beyond top notch. Yeah. And then the story is, is great because it's a, it's an interesting story, but it's also told with uh, like the kind of like when you really know DC whether it's Batman or Justice League or whatever, you know, Flash, whatever, like when you really know it, it's a great background for good stories. And I think that Cliff Chang is killing it with this one. It's great. It's great. I like it actually really. It's weird because the last week or the week before. Oh, and also Killer Croc. Oh, yeah. I can't can't undersell how awesome Killer Croc is in the story. You know, the the arc lately that they've been doing with kind of like what else do you do with these villains and having like Clayface kind of turn towards like being a good guy and having Croc be like, kind of like, I mean, he's not really like necessarily straight up like a good guy in no. this, but like, he's not going to eat babies. You know, no, like, he's like, he's, he basically, he's like a Boston scumbag. <laughs> you know, he's like somebody who like, you it. really would not want to hang around with, but is like, you know, maybe not a bad guy and maybe, you know, like, Maybe he'd have your back in a fist fight or something yeah. if you happen to like the same sports teams he did. Like, he's that kind of dude. And I don't know. I love that take. Yeah, it's, for a, it's for great. For a big, giant, like, monstrous alligator man, it's pretty great. Yep. Uh, anyway, Chicken Devil, number three, <laughs> continues to be a good book. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's like, if you're looking for, for a heist book that has that kind of tarantino sensibility it's definitely i mean it's grindhouse it it's yeah it's it's a it's an over the top you know obviously going going as far as you can it's the kind of movie that like you would have seen in the 70s you know (laughs) like it's a it's a real it reminds me of uh oh fuck what's the movie where the people freak out and uh somebody's head turns into a chicken um (laughs) into a cooked turkey You've it was blood freak i believe is the name <laughs> that of the would movie. be why i've never seen or she freak maybe it was she freak ah, i can't remember sure i can't remember the name of it cooked turkey freak it could be it could be something delicious like that but either way it's it's definitely got an exploitation angle to it but you know exploitation where you know it, in the in the 21st century where you're not going out of the way to actually exploit anyone you're just being gross and weird uh, which is yeah. great um, it's the best of both worlds I like that we can I like that we can get to that point where we don't need to we can make exploitation movies without insulting people uh, making fun of people's races or you know otherwise doing just mean shit you can just yeah. be gross and dumb yeah. that's fun and to also have like kind of like a uh, like a non-white yeah. protagonist and uh, and for some reason I don't know if it was Breaking Bad that like put like chicken restaurant so. on the I map think, for like crime it. front but I'm like sure that was that was like, in there you head. know like not that it's the same in any no. way the same story but uh, but yeah I don't know but it's I can like see that I can see that that was in there yeah a little bit the coloring is very poppy it's very it is. neon and and. Yeah, it's it's got a it's Popping. got a fun it's got a fun uh, like uh, very basic color palette which I like. Yeah. Uh, Deep Beyond number eleven is out. That's the penultimate issue. Penultimate. Penultimate. Uh, we've got Deep Red Zero, uh, which is a facsimile of the classic uh, splatterpunk zine Deep Red. Oh. Uh, they have remade the or the first issue, which is crazy. It's an authorized facsimile edition of Chaz Balan's insane, insane 1986 horror zine. I love it. It I didn't is see it. 
Quasi. I have it back here because it's a very flimsy there the ones that i have are in perfect condition and i have no idea how they stayed that way because they are you know it's a facsimile of a newspaper essentially oh, that yeah. they put out they put it on on glossy paper but it's still pretty pretty thin huh so it's cool. definitely very much for horror collectors only it is not a you know it's like 20 for horror collector 25 only. pages long or some shit like that um, and speaking of wonderful horror things that are out this week, Deserter is finally out. The uh, the Junji Ito story collection of some of his earliest works, uh, things that were very hard to find and were in really random magazines and whatnot. This is a very cool thing. And of course, we have 35 copies <laughs> of the hardcover, literally. Uh, but... Of course we do, because people fucking want Junjae Ito, Ito yeah, stuff, it's because always it's sold really out. good, and we can't get it. And the last few things we've had, we literally sold out of them and then could not get them back in. So yeah. I said, screw it, I'm going hard. Uh, and so we will have those in stock. Nice. We've also got Dirtbag Rapture, number two. Cool. Um, we've got Doctor Strange, Epic Collection, Separate Reality, Trade Paperback. Um, cool. I'm going to find out what that is. Hold on one second. Right on. I want to actually. That is Doctor Strange 180 to 183, Submariner number 22, Incredible Hulk 1968 number 126. Huh. That's Marvel Feature, Marvel Premiere, and then the later Doctor Strange series 1 through 5. So, so it's some kind of one. Defenders crossover. It's, yeah, it's a big Defenders-y thing. Cool. We got the last issue of Eat the Rich, which has been a great story. Nice. Really into that one. Uh, we've got uh, the fourth Fables Compendium out, and we have something that I was very excited about, even though for some reason I can't get the first two back in stock, but whatever. I'll f Eventually, when the world comes back to normal, hopefully we'll be able to get these. I got the third volume hardcover of Fist of North Star. Oh, my oh, wow. God, it's so cool. It's nice. The art in this is so phenomenal. I mean, I, I've i been a fan of Fist of North Star forever. Loved the loved the anime, loved everything about it. I, It is just so stupid, but, man, it's cool. <laughs> and even the, uh, the cover of it, of the hardcover, in gloss, like if you hold it up to the light just right, you can see the little finger pattern that he has from his technique that makes you explode. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Be careful when touching and it. And so don't do that. Uh, so Green Lantern, uh, trade paperback, volume one, Invictus. Yes. Jesus, guys. Come on. Really? Invictus. <laughs> I get it. but uh, I don't get it. Well, Invictus was kind of taken over by... Uh, by the the right wing movement, at some oh. point. I don't know, I don't know why they're using it. But I mean, it's a very it's a very popular uh, chant of strength, and you know, ah. I am the captain of my own ship, the captain of my destiny, Ooh. whatever the fuck that. There's thing been is. lots of chanting and stuff today because it's the solstice. Oh yeah, chant, chant, chant! <laughs> Hell yeah! And that is the trade paperback for that story that has the little tiny Green Lantern who's drawn <laughs> as though she's like two feet tall. Yeah. And she's very, uh, she's literally the exact same proportions as one of the little blue guys. I think she's like a cabbage patch doll. But the thing is that she's <laughs> like, they, they draw her with the little blue dudes and she's uh, one of yeah. she's exactly like their same proportion. It's so weird to me that I they... think we're going to find out that she's one of them. Ooh. I think that it's going to be like, oh, by the way, you're part blue. I'm sorry. That's what are actually... those guys called? They are called the Guardians of the Universe. That's right. Uh, or G-O-T-U. Uh, <laughs> the G-O-A-T. Uh, that's like actually a, that's a pretty good uh, theory. I like that. That's good. I would be super happy if that was the plan. Yeah. It's funny because they were in such a hurry to like put Superman's kid into the future and make him a teenager or whatever. Yeah. And then like this character that literally looks like a three-year-old flying around. <laughs> is like They're just like, yeah, it's totally normal. That's totally what people want in their Green Lantern comic. That's um, what I want. I mean, I, I just... I have nothing against the character. It's just weird. The thing is, they, they fixed Green Lantern. They did Far Sector, and you were like, oh, yeah. shit. 
there you go. That's how you write a fucking Green Lantern story. And then they went back to doing the same old, like, 14 colors of lanterns and everything's bright and flashy yeah. and I mean, you can't tell what's going on. And it's like, why did you do that? The thing that I don't like about Green Lantern currently is, and I've said this before on the podcast, but uh, I don't, I'm just tired of two stories in one comic. Just, like, just yep. pick pick your story and then tell it. You know, like don't like make me follow one story that I don't care about while yeah. I follow. And also, the thing that made the Joe Mullen Far Sector storyline cool was that it like actually pulled itself completely away from yes the Green Lantern garbage soup that it yep. became, and then just throwing that character back in. It's still it's cool to see that character. Um but I don't want to see that character, you know, on trial in front of the guardians of the universe for crimes against blah, blah, blah. Like just, (laughs) okay. But here's the thing for me. It's, I understand why you can have so many green lantern Corps members. The universe is infinite. Yeah. But why there's so many from earth. Why are they jammed together? Why do you need to have them always so close? Sure. They should, you know, they should come across each other once in a millennia. They should be so far, yeah. so far apart. That's why Tomar very, is my favorite Green Lantern. It should because... be very exciting when you do that. And yeah. you can just tell stories of a Green Lantern in a place yeah. without ever having to mention Hal Jordan. Yeah. You know, none of that stuff ever has to happen. These these civilizations can be whatever your imagination brings out. Yeah. And the story can be about whatever you want. The Far Sector is a perfect example. It's just, I mean, except I think at this point, it should be an alien. It, you know, if you're really going to go for this idea that it's like, I love the idea of some fucking protozoa on another planet that's like, shit, there have been protozoa crimes. People have been replicating without a license. Yeah. You know, or whatever whatever protozoan that's why society that, doesn't let you do. That's probably why one of my other favorite Green Lanterns is the F-sharp bell. Yes. Which is that guy that is from the world with no light, and so, like, he's just like a sound. And, Did uh, I just give away my pitch for a Green Lantern story? I don't know, because the thing about Green Lantern that was cool <laughs> when I was first discovering Green Lantern, I really liked it, was they had, like, Tales of the Green Lantern Corps, and you had, yep. like, all the, like, to me, like, mainstream Alan Moore awesome DC stories, because it's just Tharg's Future Shock or whatever, but it's just with <laughs> yeah, a Green Lantern, exactly. you know? And you had, like, Dave Gibbons and Gil Kane and all kinds of different people. Kevin O'Neill did some, and, like, it was just very 2000 AD but it was like just this anthology of just like weird, uh, you know, like, and they, and they, a lot of the stories had heart. It was like that one where the Green Lantern was about to retire. And like, I don't know, like yeah, I remember no, those really guys good. more than I remember gun, oh, absolutely. gun Green Lantern yep. from, you know, five years ago or whatever, you know, like yeah. I just like that one. But what you were saying, the if you go back and read the gold, the Silver Age Green Lanterns, where it was like he was like they didn't introduce the guardians at first and then when they brought them in eventually then they had that one where he teamed up with Tomar yeah. from the neighboring sector and it was like it was so popular that they brought him back right. and it was always like a big deal like yeah yeah um you know just like yeah you're you're totally right like that the way there there are ways to do it but um but yeah i don't know okay. like whatever here's my pitch what's that okay here's my green lantern story pitch all right so there's a planet, another sector, you have a bacterial Green Lantern, sort of like Alan Moore's, maybe it is Alan Moore's bacterial Green Lantern, and one of the crimes that's going on is that there's this this thing, it's allowed to only replicate once every two years, because if it does, if it does any more than that, this weird virus will get out and will kill everyone in this planet. And so he's tasked to keep them from replicating, and now he has to go and stop them from creating a disease. And it's basically like an Osmosis Jones with uh, <laughs> with Green Lanterns. Sure. There it is. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I dig it. I think that I would do it like the solve the Green Lanterns from Earth too many of them thing is I would uh, – I would make it so that there's some kind of thing that makes the Green Lanterns from Earth really good at training other Green Lanterns, and then just right. send them all to other sectors to train Green Lanterns, and that then they're would all be, gone. I mean, that would be a really good off. way to do it. 
and then you just have one on earth and it's Joe Mullen. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, or the other thing that they've been doing, which is these aliens just look like humans and they're not actually humans. <laughs> so, yeah. so you send them to planets where people look like humans. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anyway. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Gunslinger Spawn, number three, is out. Still slinging. Still slinging after all these years. Hellboy, the Silver Lantern Club, number three of five. Yes. I, I like it, but it's yeah. not... It's not a Hellboy story. No, it's like he's on the beginning and end, and then it's like a Mr. Gray or whatever yeah. his name is guy. Which is cool. I don't know. It's fine. Victorian, ghosty yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's fun stuff in that, in that yeah. realm. Art's good. Uh, House of Slaughter, number three. I know nothing about this. Yep, it's the place where they train all the people that kill the things that are killing the children. Oh, something is it's killing a the children. Spin-off of that comic. <clears throat> I think you actually I remember that now. You told it. You Justice said that. League Incarnate. I loved this. Really? Yeah. Good. It's so cool. It's uh, half of the issue takes place on that magic earth with the super yes. demon and like Anataz and John Constantine, but he's like basically son of Satan. Oh, fuck. And, uh, I need to read this. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. yeah. The, the actually the art from that part. I it's, mean, I love Etrigan. Like yeah. Etrigan is legitimately one of my favorite characters in the world, and famously the only thing that the only sentence that I've ever had published in a DC comic. So <laughs> the, that subplot that I pushed on Sean awesome. to get. Uh, to get the demon as part of the white knight universe for one of his plot issues that he couldn't fix nice so. uh this yeah the justice league incarnate is just kind of like the like dc like universe storyline where they're basically setting up dark side as the big villain which is i think good um yes but they are it's like the multiversal team and so it's like all these but they're like there's a lot of shenanigans and there's like three artists shenanigans. there's three artists and normally that is a giant killer yeah. for me but uh in this instance it totally works because kyle hotz is the guy that draws the Ooh. um the magic world one and then the other art's good too and the story is just kind of fun in that wonky dc multiverse kind of way that i like so wonky I kang like. the conqueror number five again i mean I would say that it's it's still surprising how good this book is, but it's not surprising. Again, they put all of their money into making this a good book because Kang is going to be the part of the the Marvel Universe going forward that is a linchpin, so they didn't want to fuck around with this storyline where they basically reinvent the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, or consolidate the mythology of the character, I believe is a better way to say that. Yeah, I don't even know how you'd do that. And, I mean, they're doing it. It really is. Nice. It's They're doing a really good job. I like the writers on this. this They've done a bunch of good stuff. This story makes sense. And it's a Kang story that is his whole, like, it's basically going through. And every period that he's ever had anything go on, they're going, okay, and this is really what happened. <laughs> so it's smoothing the edges. Huh. And I think it's great. Um, Legend of the Dark Knight, number eight. I think there's a first appearance character in this. I don't know, but uh, there I really is. like that uh, that spooky scarecrow on the B cover. Yeah, I it's too soon for scarecrow for me after having like the big crossover with scarecrow. But that said, uh, this was a decent Batman anthology book. Two stories. What? Yeah. Good. One of uh, them, is scarecrow. Porcelain, number five. That would be, of course, Maria Lovett's porcelain, number five. John Lovett's porcelain. John Lovett. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and my comic book, uh, which I <laughs> master wrote. comic book writer, uh, Masters of the Universe book hardcover. This is awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're a fan of the series, this is a good book to get. This this is one that almost got me, and I wouldn't even say that I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan. I just run a toy store, and I was enamored with the way that they took product shots. They were really good about showing a lot of cool packaging. Like, they had a lot of really great shots of the figures and the merchandising and all that kind of stuff. And it's a it's one of those, like, isn't it? It's whatever that, like, company. That, DK. Yeah, DK that does all of those, like, you know, the, yeah. the yeah. Marvel Universe or the DC Universe or whatever. But they're, it's great. It's yeah. really, really good. Looks cool. Yep. High marks on that guy. Ma number four of five. Hey Ma. Hey Ma. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, Ma, we got some, <laughs> we got some people who aren't being nice to women around here. We don't take kindly to that. Um, I was thinking like Zoe, Chloe. <laughs> no, in this. Uh, hey, Ma, I can see the roof. <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> we got some people being real mean. Uh, we got a lady turning into a monster, and she's about to take revenge for all of the terrible things that men have done to the world of women. Sometimes you gotta turn into a giant monster and eat people. Sometimes it's the only way. Right? I mean, that's literally on my family crest. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight, number six. I like this book. Cool. Don't care about anybody else, <laughs> what they think. <laughs> I won't uh, say anything then. I don't know why. Uh, it's it's funny because I definitely have heard some blowback on this book and I think it's great. I think it's okay. I like that Tiger is in it and that she's like wearing normal clothes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, like, like, I love the relationship finally, so between... Finally, like, maybe not put her in a, like, a weird thong constantly. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, his relationship with her was really cool and that yeah. last issue I really dug. Oh, nice. So, I don't know. They had a, they have a very, a weird little, like... The moment when he took off his mask in the last issue, I was like, I think this is this is the take. This is the way, like, where he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, clearly I'm totally bonkers, but, you know, somebody help me. I would like to reach out. And it was like, that was kind of all I needed, was for instead of him to Batman the whole situation, not to belabor the fact that this is a Batman knockoff. Um, it, it's just... The idea of, like, imagine a Batman book where he's like, I really think I need psychological help. I'm making <laughs> terrible decisions. Yeah. Imagine that. It's not a thing. And so this that was like that one little move. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's so. time to take a break. <laughs> uh, Miss Marvel, Beyond the Limit. I read this. Did you? I did not. I did. It was just fine. <laughs> Just <laughs> I mean, I'm not an h- enormous fan of the yeah. character or whatever, but I was just like, it's a number one issue. I'll check it out. And I did. And it was it was it was good as a number one issue starring Miss Marvel needs to be. It was cool. You know, yeah. Good art. Good story. <clears throat> there was like a they're they're really it's funny to me that Marvel has the number one movie of all time. And it's about the multiverse where like Marvel is so not about the multiverse to me. And now they are like the multiverse. And meanwhile, if I was DC, I'd be like, like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, You know, but that said, uh, yeah, there's like some multiverse shit going on. It's so funny that it is literally they are legitimately as like their bread and butter is. I think that's probably why it works. Yeah, sort of. I don't know why it works. I really don't. I think it I, works and also, I used is... to genuinely like get beat up for knowing shit about the multiverse, like well, right, comics right. or whatever. Like it was like, you but know, that's... that's like now like, oh, true, a billion dollar movie. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know it's some somehow involves the multiverse. Yeah, it, I don't know. I think multiverse. there's something there's something about what you about? sit in a chair and you get the Omicron variant. I don't remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember something about that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's mostly the plot. I believe that's also the plot of every movie right now. Um, oh well, anyhow, <laughs> uh, that is it. Miss Marvel, yeah. Beyond the Limit. You know what else is Beyond the Limit? What's that? These little fucking ponies. Oh, My yeah. Little Pony Generations number three. It's out. They have kids. Get that pony. <laughs> uh, Nightwing eighty seven. It is insane. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I actually really did. Uh, I, you know, I'm only getting one copy, but I did take another one off the shelf and kind of like line them up next to each other. The entire book is one continuous panel. It's pretty tempting to just from, take two copies, tape them all together, and lay them out on the floor. Oh, I would do it with like if I could just like take your stock. I would mm-hmm. ma- I would do the whole panel. I would lay it all out and take a picture of it. Like, tempted. Um, it's, it's it's definitely cool. It's so fun. Um, yeah, twenty page panel, like or one panel that is twenty the length of twenty pages. Yeah, so twenty splash pages that link. Can and you imagine? It's cool. I mean, there's not really a lot of like. It's got heart. The story is is, it does. is fun, it's, but it's like essentially no it's obviously there's it's no a plot whatsoever. It's the, literally yeah. just chasing across the city. Yeah, they fine. kidnap his dog, and he's gonna rescue his dog. Yeah, that's what happens. Bite wing. 
Yeah, but the dog is called something else. It's not really. I. I they like, do call it Bitewing. I but. appreciate the fact that the dog has a real name and it has a nickname, which is Bitewing. Yes. Or the dog has a has a Haley. Batman alias. The dog is named Haley yes. after the Haley Circus. After Haley Joel Osmond. After Haley. Uh, Slow Joey from no, I was, what's Come the name of the, from the the, the 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 twins movie? Twins? Oh no, the one <laughs> where she switches her bodies with the Freaky Friday. Yeah, Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Sorry, I had, to, I had to dig deep into the the synapses to pull that one memory out. That darned cat. Yep, yep. That is Haley. Mills. She was also the first teacher on Saved by the Bell. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, no holds barred. I <laughs> am wow. so surprised that I liked this, but wow. I totally liked this. So, if anybody ever tells you that there's nothing you can do with your medieval history degree, you tell them <laughs> you can make a marginally successful comic where you write everything in iambic pentameter, and they'll just run away with their tail between their legs. <laughs> it, but it's. <laughs> it worked for me on a level of like the the pentameter. I actually really like that, yeah. like that it's successfully done. I, nothing bothers me more than like right somebody who tries to do like rhyme and it's like you have to like twist your brain to figure out like it's just you're not good at rhyming don't right. try to do yeah. it you know I agree. but this one totally works but on the same token it's literally like Batman and Robin but Batman is Shakespeare and Robin is like his page yes. And it's really fun. I dug it. And I, I really dug it. I thought it was really fun. Yes. It's Shakespeare and William Page. Uh, okay. What do we got here? More comics? Uh, probably. Probably Nubia. That's next on the shelf. Oh, maybe you know there's what? a trade. You're though. right. There is Nubia. That is the next one. Nubia. And she's doing it with Medusa. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, and speaking of doing it, we got Octobriana with Love, number one, from an unknown comic company. Oh, yeah. It's on there. I could go get it and tell you. Uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't tell anybody anything. Is what? What's the name of the company? Yeah, it's. I have to look at it. My internet is so fucking slow that <laughs> I'm, like, it's just spinning. Dead Good Comics. Dead Good Comics. Yep, there it is. You found that just as that loaded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I'm faster than the internet. <laughs> My internet. Um, <laughs> the speed of the internet. Yeah, I love Octobriana. I love the. I love the history. I love the. I love the idea of her. This rebellious character that is, was an anti-government Russian, you know, comic book character that was people would sneak different comics out of Russia and they'd trade them back and forth. And it's just, she is a wonderful concept. But that said, I mean, this could have been anybody. This could have been a barbed wire <laughs> comic for all, for all they did with the it. The thing that got me with this was I just like, it's the jam artist thing. I just, yeah, I really I mean, like I it very rarely works for me. That doesn't bother me. Um, I was just, I mean, of all the characters, Octobriana is the one to do a jam with because her history is exquisite corpse comics passed around, you know, underground. If you were found with them, you'd go to the fucking gulag, for Christ's sake. You know, oh, like, wow, yeah. it was so illegal to do these things. Some of them were, like, etched on x-ray paper, and, like, th there were so many crazy things that they did to hide this shit. Like, it huh. was, like... Octobriana was a a real legitimate revolutionary force, like a revolutionary mascot for anti-communist shit in Russia. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it very it, the story is amazing. I used to have a book that was just all about that whole era and uh I gave it to Michelle. I was like, I'm never going to read this again. And I was like, just, you can sell it. And then I was like, fuck, I want to get that back. And she was like, yeah, it's like 500 bucks now. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Dope. Then I guess I don't want to get that back. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but you know what else is great? What's that? 
Post Americana, oh, the yeah. trade paperback. The trade paperback. If you were not interested in collecting this in issues and you were interested in the fact that it is a gory, insane, like Mad Max on steroids romp of insanity, uh, here's your chance. Pick it up. I fucking love this book. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking it's of so exploitation. Good. Yeah, it's it really is. It's just Yeah, it's just like it it's <laughs> I mean, obviously somebody who who I mean, I I don't really know this for a fact, but I'm going to assume that he worked for some kind of big animation company, possibly Walt Disney. Uh but I don't I don't know, but it's clearly like somebody who like is like following the like eventually these people are going to like actually control the fucking post-apocalyptic landscape. And uh, I mean, I, I feel love like it. that's what everyone knows at this point, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't we're... know, man. It's just like these conglomerations of everything. But that said, uh, it is that's basically what it is. It's like a post-apocalyptic love story, yep. survival tale, uh, with a background set against like if Disney was a lot weirder uh, <laughs> and, and their characters were yeah. a lot more like it's like 400, 500 years in the future. So it's like you know the so they animatronics. Have time are like they're actually like functional robot ais you know like it's there's there's some real weird shit there's some weird superhero stuff in it there's like it's just there's so many angles uh and it's just so fucking crazy there's a wolf man there's so much shit in it it's so great i'm gonna put out a i'm gonna put a like an elevator pitch for this. I'm going to call it. <laughs> Welcome to the pitch episode. <laughs> this is my, I would say that this is Mad Max done by the creators of Psycho Goreman. That would be my, that would be my, my. <laughs> I totally disagree. No, I was like, I would, how could I disagree with that? How c- you can't. I've never heard of Psycho Goreman. Well, you should watch it. It's a delight. <laughs> so I'm sure it is. <laughs> uh, Psycho Goreman is like uh, the Power Rangers if they were made by uh, someone who was making the Toxic Avenger. Oh, okay. It's like a ultra gory version of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Then. In a in a in a nutshell, it's a little it's a little weirder than that, but it's uh, amazing. I love the murderous egg. I think I yep. posted a panel oh from that God. on my Instagram. Uh, I mean, so he's not really bad. murderous. Like he's like a revolutionary. He's like Che Guevara if he was like a, a robotic egg. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of, I would also like to. Speaking of things, I'm going to pitch more. I'm not pitching. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to recommend more movies today. Oh, nice. I'm recommending Psycho Gorman to anybody who hasn't seen it. You absolutely need to. But. I will also recommend uh, Willy's Wonderland to anyone who hasn't seen it. I believe it is streaming for free on Hulu right now. Uh, If you ever, I mean, when I heard the pitch for this, I was like, of course I have to see this. But then I just now finally got around to watching it this week. Nicolas Cage beating up uh, satanically possessed... uh, animatronics in a Chuck E. Cheese. Whoa. Yeah, they're they're All right. possessed through a demonic sacrifice and he's hired to clean them up and he does not speak a single word in the entire film. <laughs> nice. It is so worth it. That's well cool. well worth your attention. Willie's Wonderland, it's yes, called. Yes, I believe it's called Willie's Wonderland. I'll recommend a film. Okay, sure. Saw. Hey, let's do uh, it. Yeah. So it, mine's film is a documentary film that's called For Mad Men Only. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and it is a documentary about uh, a guy named Del Close, but it has a very cool comic angle. Uh, Del Close was uh, basically like, for lack of a, a, a little bit of hyperbole, but basically invented. No, he pretty uh, much invented improv comedy. Improv yeah. Comedy. yeah. And he trained like that's... Bill Murray and Gilda Radner and pretty much like every single person that came out of Second City and went to Saturday Night Live and like had this like crazy career, but then also teamed up with John Ostrander from Suicide Squad fame and uh, a bunch of artists like um, David Lloyd and Don Simpson and. Um, William Mesner Loeb's who I've been like on a huge kick of lately that guy was so cool uh, anyway they did this comic called Wasteland uh, that was like a really weird like essentially like an improv horror comic 
uh, that you've probably seen a million times. There's 18 issues of it. It got canceled. It was really weird. It definitely is really weird. I wish I had known what it was. At the Me time. too. Because I mean, I've seen it so many times and ignored it yeah. so many times. Yeah. I just and bought an issue from your dollar bin. It never occurred to me when I heard like, I mean, I probably saw Del Close's name on it, but I was, I don't think I ever assumed it was that Del Close. Yeah, no, I had no idea who he was until I saw this documentary, which was really cool. Cause it does like focus on, on the making of the Wasteland comic, but also his career. And there's yeah. a lot of, um, it's just really interesting. I think that is also on Hulu. Cool. Um, but I'm not, it might be on Netflix either way. It's, it's on one of them. Um, one of the, the major streamings, but, uh, I binged it. Like, I mean, it's just a single documentary, so it's not like really binging, but like I heard about it and I was like, I got home. I was like, I need to see this movie. Yeah. And, like I watched it and just like totally was like, this is, awesome and now i'm on the hunt for these wasteland comics even though they are really weird because he is one of those like sort of andy kaufman-esque where it's like he would tell stories that were supposedly true that may or may not have been true or may have been partially true even yeah. the one of the issues of the comic i found is like this comic is 75 percent true and it's about uh like a john wayne gacy kind of guy that he interacted with um <laughs> who he was con- convinced murdered children um there you go but like it's his life so you know he's like this is i mean 75 percent true on that is like <laughs> that's like I that's mean, a little bit too much truth of that yikes but uh no it's really um i would recommend the comic uh after seeing the the documentary but the comic will make almost no sense like unless you have the background of knowing what it's about cool i love it and who uh radiant black number 11 radiant black i can't help it it's all every time i see it (laughs) me too uh refrigerator but full of heads (laughs) uh number three of six yep uh, there is a rice righteous thirst for vengeance. Number three. <laughs> I like this book quite a bit. Nice. Um, it, it's weird. It's Remender, right? It is Remender, yeah. and it's not as it's not as aggro as his normal thing. I mean, it. I, that's weird to say because it's so aggro. In <laughs> you know, there's murders and blah blah blah. And it's literally called a righteous thirst for vengeance. Like, just <laughs> the most brutal murder takes place in this thing, but it's also like. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's more like Fargo than it is like his normal stuff, where cool. his normal stuff would be more like the Toxic Avenger or, you know, like it's a lot more like in your face and like jokey or whatever. Yeah. And this takes its time and is telling a story in a way that it, like it's it's stretching for him, I think. I think it's like him intentionally artistically being like. I'm going to stretch, you know, I'm going to work cool. a muscle that I haven't done a lot. And it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it clearly proves that he's got some of those criminal skills of a, of a brew baker, awesome. you know, like it's, it's great. Yeah. And I like the art on this one too. And yeah. the, the, the design of it, it's cool. I bet. Yeah. I, I really dig that as well. Um, it eventually becomes one. Robin's number two is out. There's two really good lines of dialogue in this. And there's a really Tom of Finland B cover for Oh it. man, both of the both of the like I was when I was thinking about getting two issues of Nightwing, right, the to like do the panels or whatever, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll get the B cover and I was like, Oh God. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just can't do it. Oh yeah, that's I mean The only way I would do that is if like every one of your A covers got damaged. And yeah. I just and even then I'd be like, Are you restocking? Because I'll wait. Like, you know, what's what's really funny about this is that I had seen the original version of this and they hadn't, I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they had put the, the Y incision on his chest for it. And it was just straight up like sexy, sexy, Hmm. at least this way. I'm like, aha, that's a nice, funny juxtaposition because he's got the autopsy scar. Oh, from Forever Evil when yes. he got the heart surgery? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a throw. Oh, I thought... I, no, no, no. I thought this was... Uh, no, because that's... Um, uh, it's from him being dead. Yeah, he was dead in the Forever Evil. They put a bomb in his... Or they, they stopped his heart, and then they Lex Luthor saved him. Oh, okay. I thought that was... Uh, I thought it was Red Hood on the cover here. 
Oh, uh, if it's it Red Hood there. From being dead, dead. Oh, from okay. Being legitimately dead. I thought you were talking. I thought it was, well, I mean, you can't really tell him apart, but yeah, okay. If it's Red he's Hood, then a, yeah. He's got a white forelock. Ah, then that would, yeah, from when he died. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Robo Sapiens Tales of Tomorrow Omnibus. I don't know anything about this, but it looks really cool. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's uh, a crazy AI manga story. I will probably check this out because it looks really, really fascinating. Great name. <laughs> it also, yeah, and it ties like the art looks like that kind of like that kind of weird, weird title ties in in that same way where it's that kind of. 60s futurism kind of looking thing it's cool i like it a lot i like the the design the the art looks like it was done on a risograph but not obviously cool uh scooby-doo where are you number 113 nobody knows yeah they haven't found him yet nope good job scooby snake eyes dead game trade paperback if you want to see rob liefeld drawn snake eyes there you go totally do uh, and the last issue of Snelson is out. Yes. Also, Robo Sapiens. I just grabbed it. It does look really cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Snelson comedy is dying. This book, again, everything Ahoy is interesting and well done and surprising. Agreed. Uh, they are they are legitimately the best company for for smart stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I loved that my bad issue that came out. Um, was so good. So stupid how good their fucking books are. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I and I hate to say it. I I feel like I say it every time. I'm like, how are they still in business being as smart as they are? Yeah. It's like, you know, you're selling to Americans, right? <laughs> well, I think that there is still an audience of people God, who I read so. uh, Vertigo books. Sure. I think these are much smarter than Vertigo books. They are, but they are put together by many of the same people who put Hmm. together Vertigo books, but with modern, like, you know, obviously you've got, uh, you know, Snelson is. I guess it's also next generation. Yeah, Mark Russell and. You've got, but it's uh, I think the building head, on the backs of giants, yeah. shall we say? And it's like Tom Payer and uh, yeah. um, Stuart Moore, who was a big Vertigo editor. Yep. Tom Payer was a regular DC uh, editor and writer as well. I've so, got to read this whole thing. I, yeah, I'm definitely. I read the first three. Yeah. And then I missed number four, and I need to go back because this, uh, especially because that's where the twist happens. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I want to know what the fuck is happening here. I actually only read the first two, and I liked the second one so much that I was like, I'm actually going to save these up yeah, and then read them ha- all That is actually together. how I felt as Which, well. Which, you know, I, I want, suppose I could have just waited for a trade, but I just don't I want don't to like read trades. them all back to back. No, yeah. I understand. I, I did the same thing with Second Coming, which is another Ahoy comic oh that God. is amazing. So good. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. Anyway... That's all we need to say about that because it doesn't yeah. sell very well. <laughs> uh, Son of Frankenstein, eight-inch Mego figure. Hey, oh, I love it. That's cool. Um, this is a new generation of Mego figures. If you are a fan of Mego, these are awesome. Uh, they have. You probably saw the last new wave of Mego where they were kind of, they were nice and cheap. They were fifteen bucks a pop, which was nice, but they kind of looked, you know. They, they were a little they were a little funky in places and these guys the price point has gone up by five bucks but the sculpts are way better they look a lot tighter they look like old school Migos only with better likenesses on the face which is great nice because that was always the one failing of Migos was that their faces were all <laughs> virtually identical to the point where they would reuse faces to be like, well, it's Tarzan. It's also Conan. It's also, uh, it's also Thor. And it's also, you know, like Superman. It's <laughs> like, okay, sure. I, guess. I have a hilarious picture of a, th- of a Thor Mego that I f- saw at a flea market where like his hair was all tousled up and he looks like he just like had a really bad night. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. I mean, the twisted toy fair theater was the greatest thing ever and I oh, miss those were fun. The the formerly uh twisted Mego theater, but then Mego sued them or whatever. Huh. Because they, apparently they were still in business at that point. Oh, what a bunch of dinks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog, number forty seven. 
Still the only one. There it is. Uh, Darth Vader number 19 is out. Stranger Things Tomb of Yabuen number 4 is out. Uh, King Shark from Suicide Squad number 4 is out. Fun, funny, over-the-top nonsense from Tim Seeley. Come on. Yeah. If this is what you want out of one of these books. Like, it's Tim Seeley being very Tim Seeley. Yeah. I mean, except that there aren't any bikini-clad women that I can remember. Not really. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number six of eight. Was this always an eight issue? I thought this was like a five or a six issue. No, it was always eight. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's real good. Um, and also, the uh, the Bilquis Evely Who cover is, is so good. Yeah, yeah. Bilquis Evely is, is fantastic. Um I found a discounted uh, trade of the Sugar and Spike series that she illustrated, <laughs> which you would think is like, like it's Keith Giffen and her, and uh, that's pretty cool. And it's like, yeah, they're like, it's like Sugar and Spike, a meta-human investigation. Yeah. It's very ambush bug. Right. Um, it's really yeah, fun yeah. if you ever happened upon it. It was a, uh, it was like part of some anthology, and then they made a cheap trade. Cheap um, trade. I mean, yeah, because it was like the equivalent of like two, three issues of a comic yeah. or something, you know. Fun. Mm. Fun stuff. Great artist. Hell yeah. Uh, we got That Texas Blood, number 13. We got Thor, Epic Collection, Ulick Unchained, trade paperback. Bob Ulick. Bob Ulick. <laughs> yeah, this is the... He's always been the person who has the closest, the superhero that has the closest <laughs> to my last name. That would be great. Um, so, Time Before Time, number eight, continues to be relatively popular. I'm nice. very glad. That's cool. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars 11 and Transformers Shattered Glass number 5 and also if you love the if you love them twisted boys let me tell you you get some twisted haunted high on first issue was good I didn't read this one but the first issue was good again these these are I'll stand by it. so stand much by better than one would ever expect and also if somebody can tell me why Twisted comes to the store so often, I would love to know. Like they come into your store? Yes. They That's have cool. been here so many times. Because you carry their comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I, it made me assume that somebody from Twisted lived here in Portland. Maybe. Because they were like, hey, we got a new something or other. And they'd come and they'd like pitch stuff they'd be like hey look you should buy this and we're doing this thing and there's a show going on here and blah blah blah. can we leave flyers for this thing and we'll and it was like yeah sure but why are you here and i never thought to ask them because you're a cool comic store that has music stuff and like cool t-shirts and oh i don't know maybe they have a huge fan base here it's also possible what's that like there's that band uh slightly stupid that i was like who they still have like but they like sell out the state theater yeah that's true um we got uh oh more power to them by the way yeah absolutely they also if you look in the uh in the mpg archives you will find a live performance by those guys because they performed on mpg as well (laughs) nice so oh i'm doing a show this uh this week Cool. Doing Christmas Eve. We'll talk about it at the end. Awesome. If if we want. (laughs) Uh, Universal Monsters, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Mego. This is the best. This is the 14 inch. It's really big. It's beautiful. Holy shit. It's one of my favorite creature figures in a very long time. You should really check it out. If you are a monster collector, you should check it out in person. It is really great. I agree. He's my favorite Universal monster, and it is very cool. Mine too. Uh, yeah, really good. And also, we have a Frankenstein as well, who looks really good. Um, like and, a similar sized Frankenstein. Uh, unfortunately, no. He's the oh. eight inch. Oh yeah, yeah. That one does look good. And we got uh, we got Venom number three. Yep. They actually shipped us Venom this time. That was nice. Nice. Um, I like the series. I think it's I think it's probably where it needed to go. It's not. It's not gonna set the world on fire, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom Epic Collection Lethal Protector trade paperback. Oh wow! People love that stuff. They do. That fucking comic. The fact that like someone was like, you know, that comic is two hundred dollars in a nine eight now, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you fucking talking about? And I looked it up, and I was like, 
Okay, fine. I guess I'll take the 35 copies that I have in the basement and send them to CGC. <laughs> but, uh, turns out they're very picky about what gets a 9.8 when it comes to foil covers. Oh. So that might be part of the reason. Uh. Uh, let's see. Wastelanders Hawkeye. So good. Yeah, yeah, this is a good... Uh, Holy shit. These, like, great like, little twist ending there. These fucking Wastelanders books are really, really good. I am I just want to say, get on them. If you liked Old Man Logan and you like that world, man, they're doing it right. This is legitimately a worthy successor. Like, I think that this deserves to be in that same world where some of that stuff that they did... You know, when they did Old Man Logan, I actually liked the ongoing Old Man Logan story that they did afterwards. I thought it was fine. Oh, where he came to the modern right. Marvel universe, yeah. But they never did anything in that world. And I think that now right. showing that world, this is like, this is very, very, very good. So that's that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it. Nice. You should read it. It's good. Uh, what's the furthest place from here? Sold out. Sorry about that. If you wanted that one deluxe edition seven inch, uh, we got white number six. We got a Wolfman from Mego as well. We've got the one cover of uh, Wolverine nineteen. If you wanted the uh, the Kirkham Devil's Rain variant where he looks like the owl, well, <laughs> there you go. That's the one. That one was weird. I was try- actually thank you for clarifying what villain he was dressed up as. I mean, I was I was on the fence as to whether he was the owl or if he was Mister Hyde. I just thought it was some weird v- v- costume. I didn't even really get that it was a villain because I feel like Mister Hyde also has that bow, the tied bow on his neck yeah. with the cape. I don't know. It's but- all been downhill since the Spider Man Bat Rock. <laughs> for those that was pretty good um and we have wonder woman evolution number two pretty good i mean kind of like i don't know whatever it's a little generic i mean she's transported to another world and all of a sudden confronted with all these people she knows that it happened to be on this other world and for some reason fights them instead of being like (laughs) i'm on another world why would these people be here yeah but whatever superhero problems yeah the the punch first superhero aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, not great. World of Archie, Jumbo Comics Digest, and finishing off with Young Ladies Don't Play Fighting Games Graphic Novel Volume 2. <laughs> uh, it is a manga. Shock and awe from the crowd. Yep, there it is. Those are the things. Those are all of the comic books. And uh, what else? That young lady who doesn't play fighting games is very sad on the cover of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is crying so many tears. I just want to play a fighting game it's Just so They think I don't play fighting games, but they're wrong. I can hear the piano music that's going on behind that cover right now in uh, my head. And then it, like, kicks in with the drums. And then it goes down the street, and you're seeing the cars go by. But then, like, it really kicks into the 80s-style manga or uh, anime song. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> there you go. I'm, so I'm sold. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, the takeaways are by the new Jinja Ito. Uh, lots of really good things. One thing I skipped, I don't know how you allowed me to skip it. You probably just didn't see it. Copra number six trade paperback. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I didn't see it. That's uh, Don't skip that. There's a new Copra trade. Yeah. Get that. It's for people with coprophilia. Um, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are those are the things I have to say this week. I don't know. Is there anything else? We got. We're getting a shit ton of like other stuff in this week. Obviously, yeah, you got Christmas a bunch of and all that stuff. There's Funko so many toys, and things so and many things. That um, Immortal so Hulk Funko Pop is really cool. He's enormous and he has lots of clear plastic. Yo. And I am obsessed with things that have clear plastic on them. They are just—it's a delight for me. <laughs> Weird neon-colored clear plastic is an obsession of mine, and uh, the fact that like weird laser-cut neon. Uh, like Vista light kind of jewelry has become huge lately. I'm super into, I keep seeing people coming in with like big, like gem and the holograms earrings that are made out of like nice. 
Lucite or something. It's, That's fuck. cool. Like three D printed cool. or something, or no, no, they're just like literally like flat and then laser cut. So it's like lightning bolts or like shapes. Cool. Sometimes they're shapes within shapes. Shapes yeah. within shapes, layered upon shapes. Exactly. Pretty good stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's the deal. And uh, thank you for listening. Follow us at um, Actually Comics, at the Funbox Monster Podcast, at Coast City Comics, um, and you are at Dollar Binge. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get your I'm booster. Like, Don't get sick. Wear your yeah. fucking mask. Do all the things that you were doing before. It's not that hard. And when I say wear a mask, don't wear a fucking bandana. Don't <laughs> get a fucking N95 for Christ's sake. They're like a dollar a piece. Yeah, KN95s totally. are available to you out there in the world. Just get them. Those are good. We actually ordered a bunch of those for our upcoming trip that we are taking. They're, they're so... Uh, it's easier to breathe in them than other masks. Yeah. They literally are like less uncomfortable. So just do that. Um, Being less anyway, uncomfortable is good. It sure is. Thumbs up. And I can tell you, COVID is uncomfortable. So don't fucking get it. All right. Good night, everybody. Not we love you. Happy holidays. Bye.